Hey everybody, this is Justin from FrugalSnobs.com. We're about to get into episode 12 of the Frugal Snobs podcast. Again, that award-winning audio dynamite podcast that's never won an award, but that could all change though. But before we get into this week's show, I did want to remind everyone that this Thursday, August 6th, is National IPA Day. So for those of you who enjoy a nice India Pale Ale as your brew of choice, make count this Thursday with National IPA Day. And by the way, um, to a friend of mine out there whose birthday is also this Thursday, I just wanted to wish that person a very happy birthday. Um, again, really make it uh, count this Thursday, folks. Be well, never pay retail. Again, National IPA Day this Thursday. Enjoy the show, everybody. Hello everybody, this is Justin from frugalsnobs.com. Today is Saturday, August 1st, 2015, and welcome to episode 12 of the Frugal Snobs podcast. Um, recording this show a little bit early this week, I've got a lot of stuff to cover. Uh, this week's topic is going to basically focus on the concept of good debt versus bad debt. We have uh, quite a few topics to go over. And guys, I have a lot of material this week, a lot of things going on. Um, as I roll in this Saturday to the Frugal Snobs podcast studio. I'm really enjoying uh, the recording, so I'd like to thank everybody for tuning in to this show each and every single week, which you can subscribe to for absolutely free on iTunes, as well as hear this show on a number of different networks, including the Blueberry Network on Stitcher, and as well uh, now on PodTrack.com, and we'll talk about that in a little bit as well. So, as I said, a lot of stuff going on this week. I'm actually enjoying a very nice cup of the Jamaican roast right now. I kind of uh, pulled back a bit on the uh, exotic roast, if you will. Drank some, some regular coffee this week, but it doesn't have the same power. It doesn't have the same punch uh, as the exotic roast do. So the Jamaican blend, a little more mild for those who are looking for a nice blend of coffee. Really good Jamaican flavor on the Blue Mountain side of things. So... I'm sure we'll be reviewing that on the site at frugalsnobs.com on the blog, so check that out. Okay, so I wanted to start out, um, after of course the plugs I, <laughs> I just provided, um, with some updates. It's um, particularly around the stats for July for this show, um, as well as of course for the blog. So, altogether, last month everybody, we actually increased our unique visitors to frugalsnobs.com by a third to over a hundred additional unique visits. Very happy about that, so I wanted to thank everyone. Uh, for their support of frugalsnobs.com. Also, in terms of hits, we increased our hit count by over 2,000 additional hits uh, from some additional countries uh, beyond, of course, North America and Europe. Um, we have some nice hits going on in Asia. We also picked up Australia, getting some really good traction from Brazil, of all places, as well. Uh, still, we're looking for some really nice hits in Africa. So, for any listeners out there, <clears throat> pardon me, who might be uh, picking us up from Africa, particularly Northern Africa, as well as South Africa. <clears throat> Pardon me, everyone. Had to clear my throat there for a second. Again, we're looking for some African traffic here. So anybody in North Africa or in South Africa, if you're picking up this show, welcome. And I'd like to also increase attraction there. Let's get a sip of coffee here, folks, before we move forward. <clears throat> some additional updates for the site this week. Um, and also a couple of stories that I have for you guys. Uh, for updates this week, we have a lot going on, as I have mentioned. 
Uh, Thirsty Thursday, we had some nice uh, brews going out, and I'll actually have a QBR for everybody this week for uh, the Abita Springs Spring IPA. Really nice beer. I've had a brew from Abita Springs from the folks down in Abita uh, Springs, Louisiana, doing a really good job, and we'll go over that QBR this week as well. And then, of course, this week, uh, Tobacco Tuesday, uh, we are releasing some additional content. Um, Tobacco Tuesday this week, I believe we uh, reviewed... Uh, to my knowledge, I believe the Cuban Delight went out this week. Uh, we only have one cigar left in the Victor Sinclair rotation, which will be the uh, Tesoros Cubanos, which I will be reviewing this coming Tuesday. I'm actually wrapping up a Tesoros Cubanos. I had a nice smoke this morning, the first third of that really nice cigar. Uh, very mild, but again, that will be reviewed this Tuesday. All right, so again, we're releasing content each and every single day. You can check us out at frugalsnobs.com, also on Twitter at twitter.com slash frugalsnobs, on Facebook at facebook.com slash frugalsnobs, on Tumblr at frugalsnobs.tumblr.com. You'll check out all the images there that we placed on our posts each and every single week. It's a great way to get a, a photo uh, documentary, if you will, um, of our activities at the Frugal Snobs. So check out Tumblr as well. We actually, I believe, just surpassed... Uh, 50 posts also on Tumblr, so it's a really nice achievement to unlock for us also. Really, really, really good stuff. Now, as far as this show goes, as I had mentioned, you can catch us on iTunes and subscribe to this show every week. You can also check us out on Stitcher, on the Blueberry Network, um, and as of this week on PodTrack. Now, PodTrack is pretty cool, guys. What it allows us to do is um, not only bring you this show every week through another outlet, but we also have the ability to now link up with advertisers uh, ad copy is not something that I, I'm a huge fan of on radio or podcasting, but it does bring in some revenue for us. So you may start to hear some ads on this show, but I, I will try my best to at least gear the ads toward my demographic. Um, again, each and every week, I want to make sure you guys get quality content as well as updates, but at the same time, decent ads that are focused on on really your interests. So more to come on that. Uh, also, you're going to find at the frugalsnobs.com site, you're going to actually see some changes going on in terms of the player that we're going to be using, uh, we're actually going to be using the PodTrack player, uh, which actually is a unified player, which allows you to play multiple episodes from a single player. Much nicer interface. And let us know what you think by taking the PodTrack survey, which will be going online here shortly as well. We're going to be adding that to the podcast page on frugalsnobs.com. So again, check it out at podtrack.com. Some of your favorite podcasts are there as well. I believe This American Life also is broadcasting there, as well as some of the shows from the TWIT network or This Week in Technology network. So check that out at podtrack.com. And again, let us know what you think by taking the survey at frugalsnobs.com. All right, so before we get into the topics this week and wrap up on a quick brew review, I have quite a few stories (laughs) for everybody this week. I believe I have four. So I'll start out this week with our first story, which is a continuation from the episode 11 story. So Um, I'll be talking about this whole handicap space uh, saga, so if you haven't heard the first part of that story, please go back, listen to episode 11, you'll get some details there about a particular European auto, as I mentioned, a fictitious name, a BMW, let's call it, uh, that was parking in a handicap spot out behind the Frugal Snobs uh, podcasting studio, uh, where we actually had to take some vigilante justice uh, into our own hands here, and we were able to assess a $525 administrative fine uh, to the owner of this auto because of a missing placard for the, uh, the handicapped individual who uh, either owns or is transported in this auto. 
Um, we were actually able to um, take care of that last week, and now as of this week, everybody, uh, the car is still parking in this space, but at least there's a placard. So, again, don't feel bad at all about um, that particular set of activities last week. Again, uh, it's encouraged for any of you out there that deal with folks who have a unique situation or who are differently abled. I do not like the term disabled. Who are differently abled. You should be taking justice into your own hands many, many times and really advocate for those that you care about that, that have these different uh, conditions. So don't feel bad about that at all. That's part two of uh, that particular story. So really glad to see the outcome. Now, in explaining this story to my mother on a phone call this week, my mother informed me, leading into, of course, our second story today, that she actually took some vigilante justice into her own hands by having her two neighbors on either side of her row house up in southern Pennsylvania, uh, having her two neighbors, each uh, neighbor on either side of her, um, basically assessed a $300 fine from their municipality, from the city, due to having a really uh, lacking lawn care. Again, folks, get out there, mow your lawns, take care of the grounds. Uh, it helps everyone out. And again, that fine was $300 per neighbor. So always take care of the grounds, folks. It's really important. Now, the third story this week, I've had a lot of things happening this week, um, really involves a review um, of a local eatery. Now, on the Frugal Snobs blog, we, we tend to, of course, review local businesses in Northern Virginia, particularly in Arlington and also in Alexandria. And I'll get to my fourth story here in a second, which involves another local business. But for the time being, um, this week we decided to review uh, Genova Pizza and Grill. And that is actually nearby the podcast studio. It's around an eight-minute drive away. It's actually quite close. So last night, decided to order a couple of nice sandwiches from uh, Genova Pizza and Grill, along with an order of fries. Nothing fancy, just a quick Friday night meal. Didn't want to cook. So decided to order a couple of sandwiches and some fries. I believe we ordered a beef Schlafsky sandwich, as well as an Italian sandwich uh, from their menu of, of many items. I mean, a very expansive menu. Not bad. Um... And ordered the, the food uh, late morning yesterday uh, using eat24.com, which I'll get to that in just a second as well. And um, scheduled a, a delivery for 6.30 p.m. Nothing fancy again, folks. Very quick. Two sandwiches, order of fries, ordered at 6. It, it should be delivered at 6.30. Unfortunately, <clears throat> our food arrived just at around 7 p.m., so it was 30 minutes late. And so we called. We called and, 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 and again, expressed concern. Now, unfortunately, the... The individual who may own, as a, as a small eatery, Genova Pizza, or whomever answered the phone was a bit curse, uh, a bit curt with us, you know. Um, basically told us that what do we expect out of, out of the transaction? We ordered from an outside service, and we had to call that outside service, in this case, Eat24, to uh, get some recompense here. Uh, as I mentioned before, recompense, go take a look at the word, great word, use it all the time. So... Called Eat24, which is basically 24.com, folks, is a pretty neat service. It allows you to order food from a number of different eateries in your area. You can do it all online. You can schedule delivery in the future, as we did yesterday. And you can pay, of course, using Google Pay or PayPal or, of course, with a credit card. Not too bad. Pretty quick, pretty easy, pretty neat. So <clears throat> contacted Eat24, explained the situation, and thanks to Eat24... Uh, we were able to process a full refund of our order simply because of the lateness, the rudeness in terms of customer service. And also, when the food arrived, folks, it was abysmal in terms of the presentation. 
Uh, the buns were torn on the sandwiches. The fries were sweating in a plastic bag. It, was, it wasn't something that we found appetizing. We had to, of course, reheat the fries. We had to manage our way around the sandwiches. Um, the food itself, really the taste wasn't too bad. But again, presentation is everything. We eat with our eyes, folks. So um, what we thought was going to be a bad experience ended up being a moderate experience. And like I said, thanks to E24.com. Go check them out. And um, really happy with the outcome. So one moment, folks. Want to take a sip of coffee here? <sighs> okay. So <clears throat> E24 really uh, helped us out. Really appreciate it. And if you order from E24, you'll actually find not only can you order from a number of different eateries, but you'll also have uh, the opportunity to take advantage of discounts with them. I believe we got a $2 off uh, offer with our order, which wasn't too bad. Um, and as it says on their website, folks, every time you use E24, a unicorn high fives a T-Rex in outer space. And I'm hoping that I can see that with the Hubble Space Telescope images. So thank you, NASA. <laughs> I'm hoping that the Hubble Space Telescope uh, produces some of these really cool images of this unicorn and T-Rex. Now, enough of being facetious. I know, I know. So <clears throat> leading to uh, the fourth story really was around the E24 situation. Um, like I said, really great organization. Customer service was killer. Um, really nice stuff. If I give them a snob rating, I'm giving them a five-star rating. Really good stuff. Looking forward to using them in the future. Okay, Whew. so we made it through the updates, made it through the stats. We made it through our stories. So let me go ahead and um, jump into the, the main topic. Uh, but before I do, last thing, folks, before we get into our topic, I did want to uh, mention that UFC 190 will be emanating from Brazil this evening, from, I believe, Rio de Janeiro. And I have been a fan of MMA for some time, but this is a very personal, personal battle this evening at UFC 190. UFC women's champion Ronda Rousey will be fighting the 9-0 Betch Correa this evening in Rio de Janeiro. The main card goes on at 10 p.m., I believe, Eastern Time. So, should be interesting. Um, really want to see the 11-0 Ronda Rousey take care of business. TCB against Betch Correa. A lot of talking of smack uh, in the past few months. Really looking forward to seeing this fight. The press conferences looked really good. The weigh-ins looked really good. Really hyped fight. Really looking forward to seeing Ronda Rousey uh, in action. So, I wish the best of luck to Rowdy Ronda Rousey in her uh, battle tonight with Betch Correa. And check it out. Um, that... Or you can check, of course, check out uh, the headlines tomorrow morning. We're looking forward to the fight. Now, <laughs> into our topic, everybody. So, um, on this show in the past, I'd say, really, elements of the previous 11 episodes, we've talked about finances a number of times in addition to everything else we do at the Frugal Snobs. So, uh, this week I really wanted to talk about good versus bad debt. Now, debt is a touchy thing, and I've talked about it in the past, so... If you'd like to go back and listen to the previous episodes, I focus uh, primarily on habits, on tips, tricks that keep you in the money versus out of the money, so keeping you in the black versus in the red, and debt is a, a means to really balance all of that. Now, when it comes to debt, it's interesting because in some cases there is the concept of good debt. You need some debt. Net, the debt is necessary in some cases. Um, really to help your FICO score, to help your rating, to help your credit worthiness, to help your debt-to-income ratio in terms of uh, helping out your credit score, giving you better options for borrowing, etc. So 
there is some desire for having some necessary debt. And a good example of that is a number of years ago, um, I myself had considered taking out a private loan to earn a PhD to go and work toward a doctorate in political economy um, or one of the other 20 interests that I have for an advanced degree. Um, but I was actually surprised when I spoke to a banking representative who mentioned that my, my interest rate would be 23%. I thought, that's odd. I have excellent credit. And I, I'm, I'm very cash heavy at the time. And I'm thinking, why would this be a 23% interest rate? Typically, that's a very high rate. And what was explained to me was, well, sir, Mr. Gates, you, you don't own anything. <laughs> so I'm thinking, oh, that's really nice. Um, but it makes sense, everyone. If, if a bank is going to provide a loan or any lender is going to be looking to lend you a significant amount, they want to make sure that you have collateral. Not only do you have a high FICO score and that you have a decent financial portfolio in terms of balancing your income, your debt, your investments, but they want to know that you have collateral in the event that you default on this debt. Uh, can they take something that's, that's of value to them that they can turn over to make up the difference? Is it a house? Is it a car? Is it antiques? Is it some sort of other investment? Um, at the time, I did have heavy investment capital, but again, I had no viable assets like a house or a car to vend uh, over to them in the event that I were to default. So while debt is necessary, it's, it's important to understand what you have to offer for collateral and, of course, how that necessary debt affects you and is it truly necessary and is it worth the risk of taking um, in uh, taking on that debt. So something to keep in mind that debt is necessary as long as it's controlled. Now, the next area I want to talk about is the concept of acceptable debt. Now, I've hinted at this a bit uh, on previous episodes of this show. Now, acceptable debt, really it's what I call life's, I'll call the, 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 the cost of living or really the, the byproduct of just living type of debt. So what I mean by that is when you buy a first home, that is an acceptable debt. When you're earning uh, your education, and financing that. Again, acceptable debt. The concept is that your education will yield a better life for you due to additional training and provides better opportunity. That also is considered to be acceptable debt and kept under control. So not only is debt uh, something that is necessary to help you out in terms of your financial uh, portfolio and the overview of your financial state, but it's also acceptable to have some forms of debt, and that would include education, a home, or other durable goods. Okay. So I've talked about this again in the past, but I wanted to focus on preparing for debt. So what I mean by that is typically if I'm purchasing or financing a very large uh, outlay, so for a piece of real estate, for example, or financing a year of education at a university, I tend to try to have at least a third to half of the finances that I will need for this particular endeavor up front in liquid cash. This way you're able to finance on a scheduled basis your debt, but also earn additional funds or, or align your finances to handle the remainder of the debt. It helps you prepare, helps you to plan, and it also makes it less stressful for you. The last thing anybody wants is to have debt you know, up to your eyeballs, so to speak, with no planning whatsoever, uh, no preparation. So you should always plan for your debt. I don't want to beleaguer a, a, a what would be an obvious point, but for those of you that can get out ahead of your debt, it's always a good idea. Now, in doing so, next point I'd like to bring up is managing that debt. Um, as I mentioned, the, the stress 
of having debt is pretty significant, especially if it is, I hate to believe the word, a significant debt. It would be much better if you could manage that debt, if you can harness it, if you can control it, you can then use that control to help you get through that debt, get through that debt favorably at favorable rates, for example, or favorable payback periods. In the, what you really want in, in the end is to really come out ahead, both from a financial perspective and also from a utility perspective, as I've mentioned many times. You want to make sure that if you have debt, that your, your debt is managed and that you're able to come out ahead from all fronts out of that debt. And you can take on more significant debt later on based on your past performance with your debt. It's, a, it's, it's, it's very important. If you can manage that debt, you can prepare for that debt, then it's going to make it a lot easier for you in the long run. Now, what, what I can also tell you is that the payoff periods for debt are very important as well. Don't get in over your head, everyone. That, that is going to be obviously another point that I'd like to make, and it is, again, an obvious point. Make sure that you're able to take on debt that you can handle, and make sure that you have an acceptable payback period. You don't want it to be unreasonable, right? You don't want to become overly ambitious with debt. I mean, everyone wants to conquer the world. Everyone wants to save the world. Everyone wants to change the world. But I think in the end, the best way you can do that is be responsible. So in managing the payoff period, uh, it's really important to take a look at what the payments will be of the principal payback of your debt as well as the interest payback of your debt. Um, higher interest rates tend to uh, shake out based on the payback period. Now, I myself try to select payback periods that are anywhere from half to 75% of a typical payback period. So, for example, on a 30-year mortgage, I, I would like to look more at the 15-year side of it. And again, the incentives for paying back your debt earlier tend to be a bit better, more lucrative. And the event that you pay it back ahead of schedule is good not only for you, but also good in the incentives that you may qualify for. And a good example of that might be student loan debt. So, for example, if you have a consolidated student loan at a much lower rate, uh, your incentives to pay back that debt more quickly tend to be higher. So there may be a rebate for you or some other al um, alternative benefit that you may be able to take by paying back that debt a bit early. Now, in my own case, what I was able to do is I, as I had mentioned in a previous episode, during my collegiate career as an undergrad student, uh, transferred schools. I transferred from the University of Kansas at the time where I was a student in state to a university in Texas where I finished out my dual major undergraduate education in economics and also in international business. And in doing so, uh, I, of course, increased my debt burden because I was going to school out of state. So I took a private loan uh, with a co-signer, and I was able to also take advantage of federal student loans as well at lower rates than the private loan. And what I found in taking out the uh, private loan is that I didn't use all of the funds from my federally subsidized student loan, which was, was financed at a lower rate. So what I was able to do is take the additional funds, the overage from the federal loan, the, low, the loan with the lower cost of borrowing, and apply that toward the private loan. So what that allowed me to do is then take a portion of, let's say, uh, I believe an 8% loan, and bring it down, at least a portion of it, down to around 3%. So it allowed me to finance debt with less expensive debt. And in doing so, I was able to save myself quite a bit, and I was also able to pay back the entire private loan much more quickly uh, than anticipated. So I had paid back all of my financed education um, under the age of 30, very happy with that, both undergraduate and graduate, very grateful for that. But again, plan, think smart about your debt, 
at all times. Good debt, bad debt, necessary debt, acceptable debt. So keep all of that in mind. Now, for anyone who is looking at financing uh, debt via one of the uh, microfinancing options out there, such as Prosper or Kiva or another of other of other options out there, I'd suggest that you really look at not only the the necessity of that debt, the acceptability of your debt, but also look at who the financer is or who the lender is. Uh, microfinancing organizations were were prevalent in, I believe, the 70s and into the 80s because there were a lot of private loans going on that were individually based. For example, I could lend $20,000 to a friend of mine or a family member or a co-worker who might need uh, some extra funds. Now, a lot of that financing was being done through non-regulation, such as promissory notes that were privately drawn up, etc. So I think having these instruments, these microfinancing entities, these intermediaries, it's a great way to protect yourself as a borrower. It also helps to bring the lender uh, peace of mind in that those funds are being managed by another organization. And again, there's some really good causes that are being uh, assisted by these entities. Uh, Kiva, for example, does a really great job at providing uh, microfinancing for individuals in developing countries uh, to enhance their lives and to better their lives and to carry forward the economies in these locations. Um, Kiva is not by any means a sponsor of this show. I'm not being paid to recopy for Kiva. Again, Kiva is a, a pretty nice organization that I, I have experienced with in the past. A good example of that is you may go to kiva.com and take a look at all of the potential uh, borrowers out there as a lender and you can shop for a, an offer and fulfill that offer for that particular borrower and really help them out for a cause that you believe in. A good example is a few years ago, I went to Kiva.com and I took a look to see what kind of needs were out there from borrowers. And one of the really interesting needs out there was a woman who actually needed, and I believe she, she lived in a northern South American uh, country, and she needed, um, I believe, $4,000, I believe, to finance the uh, making of wicker baskets that were used for coffee harvesting in the fields. And as a coffee drinker, I love South American coffees, excellent blends, also the Caribbean has some awesome blends too. Um, but it was, a, it was a cause I believed in. As a consumer, I'm thinking, hmm, if I can help this person out and this person's life is bettered and enhanced by what I'm able to do for, for them and also get my, my roasts uh, delivered to me each and every week or every month uh, via the import-export process, I'm able to drink some good coffee in the process. It's excellent. So um, definitely a good place to go. Kiva also lets you shop as a lender or to post uh, a request as a borrower. So check that out. Kiva.com, Prosper.com. There's a number of those items out there for you. All right. Nice quick sip there of the Jamaican roast. Uh, very good stuff. So, all right. So very quick topic this week on the good versus bad debt, also plug the microfinancing capabilities as well. And so that being the case, I'm going to go ahead and wrap up on this show with uh, a quick brew review. I've only got one for you guys this week, even though there are several out there that I'm going to be posting to the blog. Um, but as I mentioned, we had a pretty long intro to the show, a lot of good announcements this week. So this week's quick brew review uh, is for the Abita Springs Spring IPA. I've actually reviewed another beer from Abita Springs in the past. That was the Giacomo IPA. 
uh, actually served in a can, folks. So I was very, very skeptical about that, but I do believe I gave that particular IPA pretty high marks. Uh, the blog post is out there as well, so check that out at frugalsnobs.com. And the Spring IPA from Abita Springs, a very nice showing from the folks down there at Abita Springs in Louisiana. Um, nice, nice brew. I give it a four-star, folks. Um, very light, uh, but surprisingly cloudy to, to, the, to the eye. Um, nice citrusy smell. Um, very nice on the palate in terms of uh, the taste of the tongue, on the back of the tongue. Nice leave in terms of flavor. Um, but also is very well paired with food. I would suggest that this brew be served uh, very cold. Um, I actually consumed in a Sam Adams Perfect Pint glass, um, which I mentioned we were able to pick up at the Sam Adams or the Samuel Adams uh, Brewery Spotlight at our local Total Wine here in Alexandria. Uh, very nice beer. I would suggest serving that with uh, hot items such as uh, sandwiches with heavy meats, uh, maybe a pasta dish that's a bit thicker. Uh, carries a 6.2% uh, ABV, so very, very mild, uh, surprisingly. And um, I didn't see any IBUs out there for this particular brew. There may be um, IBUs out there for it. There should be. I'll have to go research that and post it on the blog posting, so that will be handled as well. But check it out, Spring IPA uh, from Abita Springs and Abita Brewing. Okay, so for next week, everybody, I wanted to give a, a couple of... Uh, points out there in terms of some shakeup on this show and also on the frugalsnobs.com site in terms of the blog and what you can expect moving forward. First, I really appreciate everyone listening to this show. We can't do what we do without you. And in a way to help us out um, as we move through the transition period is to, of course, support this particular podcast by using the Amazon um, associate link that we have posted out there at frugalsnobs.com. As I have mentioned every week up to this point, but for new listeners' benefit, you can actually do all of your Amazon shopping using frugalsnobs.com and the search widget that you'll find on the homepage. Simply search for your product, click on the results, you'll be taken to an Amazon landing page, which includes our associate link already uh, entered for you. You can then complete your purchases uh, using your Amazon standard or prime account and in the process as i have mentioned amazon kicks back a few ducats a few bucks to help us out with uh, this show so production costs as i have mentioned are not free for this show it really helps us out we're already seeing some traction but again every little bit helps so check that out at frugalsnobs.com again the amazon search widget is there for you and for your um, enjoyment to do your shopping make purchases and again help us in the process now so the changes, <clears throat> pardon me, that I had mentioned for this particular show moving forward is um, really in the form of some scheduling adjustments in terms of content and, of course, also in the consumption of this show. So, um, as I had mentioned in our past episodes, we have a schedule uh, for production of uh, content <laughs> for frugalsnobs.com. And every Wednesday, we typically have a Wise Wednesday post, which is uh, really... Um, a post around our weekly savings, which, again, today we were able to uh, take a little trip out in the local area. We saved over 50% on our purchases today, folks, so it was pretty good. And we've been discussing it internally in terms of content development, and I, we, we, we believe, um, as a consensus, that one of the ways that we can really help everyone, all of our listeners, all of our, our readers on the, on the blog, is to show you more of how we do what we do as frugal snobs. So in the spirit of that, Instead of having a Wise Wednesday where we basically 
provide information about the savings we were able to capture that week, uh, we're going to be alternating that content. So what I mean by that is every other week, you're going to be getting a post on tips and tricks of the trade, so to speak. So, for example, uh, since we are now into August, um, this particular Wednesday, um, we'll have to discuss internally what the post will be. But this week, you will either receive, if you're if you're taking a look at the Wise Wednesday blog post, a uh, savings update, or you may be receiving um, a tips and tricks uh, post. Again, we will alternate those posts moving forward. Help everyone out. Show how the tricks of the trade can be applied uh, in terms of the outcomes that we provide on the off week uh, in the savings uh, post that we post on the off week. And again, in the process, it helps everyone out. You help us out, so we we should be giving back to everyone, not just in the form of this show, but also in the content we produce. So we thank you all very much for that. That leads me to um, really the next item, which is the adjustments we're going to be making to this show. And as I had mentioned, uh, PodTrack.com really is an interesting option for us. We have now registered and we are now available on PodTrack.com. And what you may be seeing moving forward is going to be a new player on the frugalsnobs.com site. So you're going to find the uh, PodTrack player um, in place. We're going to be integrating that particular capability this weekend. And instead of having every episode individually posted uh, with, of course, a link to the onboard player that we have on the frugalsnobs.com site, you're actually going to be given a unified player. What I mean by that is it's a single player with multiple listings. So you can simply click through and listen to multiple episodes both from the podcast page as well as from the home page on the frugalsnobs.com site. So we're hoping to make the listener experience a little easier. It's also easier for us from a production standpoint. Uh, It allows us to get this show in your hands much more quickly and syndicated more quickly uh, throughout the web. So really good stuff going on. We were really happy with July from Frugal Snobs. We're seeing a ton of traction, a ton of focus. But please don't let up, folks. Simply because we're seeing more traction doesn't mean that we don't still need the assistance that all of you provide to us, whether it be through shopping on the Amazon link uh, at FruitSnobs.com or, again, through consuming this show, providing feedback. And one of the ways you can do that is, uh, again, with PodTrack. We're really excited about this partnership. I've been plugging this quite a bit. So um, with uh, PodTrack, we're actually going to be adding a survey to the podcast page. You can directly provide feedback which is useful both for us by taking the survey. Um, Also, you can provide feedback to PodTrack, which allows them to align potential advertising opportunities uh, for this show um, based on the results of the survey. So again, I encourage everyone to go to frugalsnobs.com, take a look at the podcast page, take the survey, which should be up as of this coming Monday, August 3rd, and help us out in the process by taking the survey. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap up on this show this week. I hope I didn't beleaguer everyone with all of my my talking, so to speak. Had a lot of stuff we had to cover, a lot of stories. And we were actually already working on content for next week. So a lot of spillover to next week. Again, some additional stories. Um, I will actually be on site um, at a different location next week for our podcast. So that should be interesting as well. So I will not be in the the Frugal Snobs podcast studio. Um, But again, more to come on that. And so um, I think I'll be posting some, some information on that also later this week. I have some upcoming travel coming up, um, which I will actually be doing one of our episodes potentially, potentially from San Francisco, California, at uh, the heart of Silicon Valley. Should be a lot of fun in August. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and wrap up this week, as I had mentioned. 
You can check us out online at frugalsnobs.com, on Facebook at facebook.com, on Twitter, of course, at twitter.com slash frugalsnobs, and as I mentioned at Facebook, facebook.com slash frugalsnobs, Tumblr at frugalsnobs.tumblr.com, and of course, this particular show is available to you each and every single week, either at frugalsnobs.com, using the pod track player, or uh, via iTunes for absolutely free. You can simply subscribe, help us out in the process. We're also available on Stitcher, and as always, you can help us out by taking a look at the Amazon links, uh, doing your shopping from frugalsnobs.com, as well as some other outlets that we'll be adding uh, to this particular effort moving forward. As I had mentioned, very excited, very happy, looking forward to an awesome August, everyone. So, until we speak again, be well, never pay retail, and you can find us online at frugalsnobs.com. And I also encourage everyone to go back, listen to the previous episodes of this show. We're looking forward to getting new listeners and retaining listeners, of course, every single week. We do the best we can, folks. So be well, never pay retail. We'll see you down the road. Thanks, everyone. Take care.